is Shaylin Hudson. I make candles for street, for scene creations and the price is anywhere from three to eight dollars. If you'd like to contact me about purchasing any, you could call me at 907-401-1095. You have a Facebook page? No? Okay. Welcome to Horror After Hours. Uh, tonight, we're kind of just chilling out here at, outside on the deck. Tonight, I got with me... Uh, Hello. Bruce from Sweating Flies and Telling Lies. What up? Tonight, we're just kind of going to be catching up and kind of chopping it up, really. Yeah, so uh, we are really close to our favorite time of the year. This is... Literally the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> October. <laughs> yeah. It starts for us in September. And this is like uh, Halloween Eve. Yeah, the whole month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you had a really good idea that we were just discussing just a few minutes ago. You want to break that down a little bit? Yes, sir. So last year we kind of did some movie reviews, horror movie reviews in October. Um, I sat on my favorite slasher flick. Now, slasher flick is different. It's a different part of the genre of horror movies. Yep. Sat on it, and I, I was telling Adam, I said, you know, this movie actually came out in December. Let's do it in December. And then it just didn't feel right in December. Yeah, for sure. And then that movie is Scream. So uh, I was telling Adam we should just go over his list of movies that he wants to do next month and then whittle that down to three to four movies. And then that way, next that'll leave an episode in in your October in October for your episode one of your episodes to be just to look back on some of your favorite Hollywood mem Hollywood Halloween memories from when we were <laughs> kids. Some yeah. of your favorite costumes, some of your favorite trick or treating moments, um, even the high school. Me and you and Terrence trick or treated well into high school. <laughs> And then yeah. we trick-or-treated after high school. <laughs> and if it were up to me, I would still be trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of what I thought we could go over on this one for your episode. Cool. Now, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any ideas for these movies? Okay, so... Some of your favorites. I was thinking, and, I, and you helped me with the third one, because I was trying to think of three... I wanted a blockbuster, a cult classic, and then you said, well, just go with the favorite, Fright Night, yours. Yep. So I, I was like, okay, and I asked Adam, I was like, do you consider Scream to be a blockbuster hit? And it, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is, by far, yeah. And then the Monster Squad is just a, it's a cult classic that everybody loves now, but a lot of us just uh, didn't have access to the theater, so when it hit... When it almost hit DVDs, when it hit the VHS shelf, people like me and Adam were renting it routinely. <laughs> and then, um, I think it was either you or me every week. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, shit, Adam. I was like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the of the third for you know these three different movies of different things. And you're like, well, let's go with Fright Night. That's one of your favorites, <laughs> and it is it's my second favorite vampire movie of all time. Yep. So on mine, that's what we'll be doing next month. We're gonna do Scream. Monster Squad and Fright Night. That Probably is, in that reverse order. That is a really good selection. Um, and then you you had a list of movies just like boom, 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 <laughs> boom. That's how I was like, hey man, maybe whittle it down, but we're going to discuss it on this episode. I have a the lot different... of 
Yeah, I have a lot of favorites, and a lot of those are Italian and, you know, dubbed in English, of course. Really quick before I forget, um, Eli Roth is on this week's, on was on yesterday's Talk is Jericho discussing these types of movies. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I gotta listen to that. Yeah, it's right, you, you will not be disappointed, but carry on. <laughs> no, that's, Sorry, bro. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like you said, dubbed in American, they, they talk about that. Yeah. Now, if... If you remember, like when we were watching Demons, yeah. right? A lot of that, their lips didn't match what they were saying. And and we were kind of just like, we were enjoying it, but we were just like, it, what's off on this right now? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so let's start with that. Demons and Demons 2 and then Demons 3. I love all three of those movies. Novels were filmed overseas, right? Yep. They were but all... taking place in New York? Yep. And for a lot of Italian filmmakers, I think they used it New York because it was just the biggest city. Yeah, yeah, it was just such a big city that okay. everybody knows where New York is. Knows it's what a hub, right? Yeah, for foreigners. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So a lot of Italian, French filmmakers, all those people used New York for the main setting for a lot of their films. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, you got movies like uh, Zombie. The movie starts out in New York. The movie finishes in New York. But most of it takes place in the Bahamas. Does it start off in the Bahamas? No. When the, when it opens up and he shoots? Yes, that was in the Bahamas. Okay. But uh, when the story actually kicks in, they're in New York. Yeah, yeah. They're in the New York Harbor. Which, uh... Just an all-time scene with a zombie fighting a shark yeah. comes from that movie. Yes, and that is one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was done by the Italian director named Lucio Fulci. Yeah. He's my all-time favorite director next to Carpenter. Okay. Um, Even above Wes Craven? I, can I just go just a little just, bit above, yeah. Just a smidge? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just because of the uh, the kind of films that he did. Yeah. He did another one that is another one of my all-time favorites is uh, House by the Cemetery. Okay. Made in 1981, I believe. Wow. And that one is just creepy as shit. Yeah. Beginning to end, it starts up <laughs> just a creep fest. And well, I would like to actually do a deep dive on that one at some point. Yeah. So that's one possible topic for one of my episodes here like what something that gives you the creeps like you you personally not like other yeah. people were telling you because you're horror movie buff like you could enjoy the movie without being creeped out yeah exactly but when something creeps you out it's but one thing that uh, the director Lucio Fulci is famous for is his extreme violence his extreme gore and even with very minuscule budgets. He made everything look so realistic. Yeah. And the, the movies actually come out really well. Yeah. Not everything he did was a hit. But. <laughs> I've seen some stinkers, but. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you love those for the warts that they come with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zombie, House by the Cemetery, those are two of them. There's mm -hmm. another one called uh, City of the Dead or City of the Living Dead. Yeah. It's also known as the Gates of Hell, so that kind of gives you an idea of just how grotesque that's going to be. Yeah. Then you got got um, The Beyond, which actually, I think it's 
The Gates of Hell, I think, is the first one. Yeah. House by the Cemetery is like part two. And uh, The Beyond is number three. Okay. And it's kind of like the opening of The Gates of Hell, the the um, the aftermath, and then the end. Okay. So that's kind of how that works, and it's just really a crazy set of crazy movies to watch. Gory as hell. But that's what makes these so fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are so over the top and done with a micro budget. It just it makes them phenomenal. Do you prefer the darker looking blood in those gory movies, or do you prefer red blood? Sometimes we get dark. <laughs> as long as it doesn't look like the blood that was in uh, uh, what was that Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, talking about the OG one. Yeah. Okay. In nineteen seventy whatever seventy eight. 78 or 80? How about I How about you? But I look. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it said the, Don, right? Yeah. Night of the Living Dead was done in 68. Damn, that Dawn long ago. Dawn was done... Jeez, what year was that? 70-something. Damn. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I feel really funky about that, because... It's uh, one of your favorites. <laughs> it's one of the all-time great zombie movies. Yeah. Now... Oh, you were right, 1978. Okay. Well, I feel a little bit better about that now. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, just, I mean, think about that. That Night of the Living Dead, people loved. He couldn't make another movie for another ten years. <laughs> yeah. And it was just... Nobody had ever seen anything that kind before. And for Dawn of the Dead... So this is where uh, Zombie by Lucio Felci comes in. Oh, and they tried to... Well, there's a lot of speculation that uh, Felci had copied Dawn of the Dead. Because when uh, Dawn of the Dead was released in Europe, it was known as Zombie. And this is Z-O-M-B-I. That's right. And when Felci made his movie, he called it Zombie 2. And this is like a loosely based sequel... And okay. also spelled Z-O-M-B-I. Yeah. But the uh, story had nothing to do with uh, Romero's. Okay. Now, Fulci argued it to the day he died that his movie had nothing to do with George Romero. This was all publicity stunts by the people producing the movie. Which would make sense because it's a foreign movie. Yep. And they were trying to play off of Romero's fame. Success. Yeah. And his success to promote this other movie completely different story completely different movie but they were trying to play it like it was a loosely based sequel damn so that's his little history on that movie which is my all time favorite zombie movie and I love Romero don't get me wrong but still <laughs> there is no better zombie movie than Zombie 1979 that's, where, Fulci. that's where your bread is buttered huh? oh you got it <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked about it numerous times on this podcast I've talked about it a few times on yours mm. but it's just that's my all time favorite mm. since we're on that subject my favorite zombie movie mm. that's a hard one I'm trying to narrow it down because you got the original yep. Night of Living Dead then you got the remake which I enjoyed in 1990 by that was good that was done by uh, Tom Savini Mr. Savini yes who got brought on Dawn of the Dead Right, because he was in Vietnam during Night of. Yep, and I've actually, I 
I think I actually gave you a documentary on Tom Savini. Yeah. yeah. And that was a fucking awesome documentary, man. Um, now, I know it wasn't zombies. It was technically alien slugs, but I also like Night of the Creeps, you know? Great movie. Yeah. I love that movie to this day. That was Tom uh, Atkins. It's the poster. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the tagline? <laughs> Your date is here. Bad news is he's dead. The good news. <laughs> oh, good news. <laughs> <laughs> it was a window that he was looking through. Yep. Fucking zombified. <laughs> yeah, but I guess if I have to pick a favorite zombie movie, um, um, even though it's a remake of a great movie, I'm gonna go with Savini's remake of Night of. Okay. 1990 version was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed the original one too. Black and white had a lot First of, of its kind. It, it wouldn't have the remake, which I understand, but you could just do a coin flip between those two for me, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and it had a lot of social undertones going on. Oh yeah, both are great movies. Yeah, um, yeah, it would be that, and then obviously Dawn. I mean, you watched the remake of Dawn of the Dead. When you bought it. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the 2004? Yeah. When oh, the... I hated it. <laughs> oh, you did? I thought you enjoyed it. I was able to watch it. I wasn't crazy about it. No, was had... it because the zombies were fast-running zombies and that was just the end thing at the time? That was just, you know, they were playing off of 28 Days Later. Oh, well, yeah, with the fast zombies, Yeah, right? the running zombies. Yeah. And that was pretty cool, but at the same time... Yeah, don't get me wrong. The movie yeah. is pretty good for what it is, but mm-hmm. they're not. I don't know. The movie just didn't have that same feel to it. As the original, as the original or the ninety remake of Night. Yeah, like if you're gonna do, I get if you're doing a remake, you're either gonna do a shot for shot remake like Psycho did in 1998, yeah. and you're gonna get fucking buried. Or you're going to do a remake like Halloween 2007. A complete reimagining. Exactly. And, and that was actually a remake I can get behind. Yeah. That one I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. Which is really surprising because I hate remakes in general. <laughs> so, speaking of that, I just kind of got something off the top of my head if you don't mind me riffing. No, not at all. Man. Imagine... Because we got that reboot 10 years ago of Night Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't watch all of it. 2010, yeah. Imagine if, imagine if we got a Nightmare on Elm Street remake similar to Rob Zombie's. To where it showed Freddy as you and me leading up to him getting killed. And then that's how the movie ends. So he's abducting the kids and whatnot. So the actual story, not just... Like, not just... Jumping ahead like they did. Imagine if we got that. Would you be interested in that? I would. I would actually sit down and watch that. I gave this one several chances. Yeah. And it was okay. I mean, the guy who played Freddy... Good actor? Yeah, Yeah. he's a good actor. He did the best he could. But it's just... It just, once again, it didn't have the same feel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can respect that they put the movie together. They really put a lot of money into it. Yeah. Put a lot behind it. Yeah. Got a good cast together, but... It just didn't... It doesn't hit, man. It, uh... It Not, doesn't have that same atmosphere yeah. as, like, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. What about the 09 remake of Friday the 13th? Same thing. Exact same problem? Yep. And the movie itself 
was great. I love the movie. Mm. But when you actually sit down and you compare the two, mm-hmm. the original had such an atmosphere to it that it's never going to be replicated, no matter what people do. Well, they did on that remake too, which I mean, if you know going in, you're probably not going to get a chance to do two and three. Yeah, they shoved those three movies together. You and know, kind of spoiled it, I think. You know, just like they did with the uh, the Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. They mashed what six movies together? Mm-hmm. Legit six stories together. Legit to six stories. Way. And same with that, like you just pointed out, the same thing with um, Friday the 13th, you know. Um, I enjoyed some parts of that movie, but I didn't enjoy the whole thing of the movie. Yeah, and it turned into all of this uh, silicone nudity, which, you know, may do it for some people. It just doesn't do it for me. (laughs) I think what they were trying to do was recapture the essence of the 80s horror movies where people were getting naked a lot. Yeah. You know? And I can respect that. Yeah. But I think that's what they were trying to go for and it just kind of fell flat. Yeah. Really just kind of, hate to say it, but kind of fell on its face. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. Like it was really forced. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Is that a lot of those movies just felt really forced. Like the original, uh, the original three. Yeah. Okay. 13th movies. None of them were forced. Everything happened organically. Mm-hmm. And nothing was being shoved. You know, it was... The music was great. Mm-hmm. The uh, ambiance was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so it was... Uh, how do you put it? Just hit everything right. Yeah, and that's what we grew up on. Mm-hmm. And then when they throw out these fast-paced remakes, you're just like, what the hell is this shit? Which they did a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Holy hell. Bless you. See, they've, I, they've tried to remake one of your favorite horror movies. I was just going to mention that one. That was The Fog. Well, I was going with another one, too, that'll get you mad. Okay. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 03. Okay, that one was actually okay. I and then Leather, Leatherface Beginnings or Origins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just... That's... The other thing is the original. Uh, what I really liked about the original Texas Chainsaw hmm. was uh, it felt real. Well, I I think I told you this last year. I watched that. That's one of the movies on my list that I just have to watch in October. I don't watch it throughout the year. Uh-huh. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's only an hour and twenty minutes, but it is fucking terrifying still. To this day, yeah. Still terrifying. It still holds up. This was 1973. Yeah. Scary, 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 scary. Just, like, perfect. And, yeah, and one of the things that I mentioned on both our podcasts is that what Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, yeah. what it really is is a glimpse into insanity. And, um, yeah, because I watched it and then we talked, like, after you we were talking something... I was like, man, I watched that movie again. It's still scary. Still scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> it still, it still holds up to this day. Yeah. So that's that's one of the movies on my list that I watch in November. Always a great movie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done any podcasting on Texas Chainsaw yet. Yeah. So that may be one to consider. Yeah. Hey, it's you, you dressed up as Leatherface. Yeah, that was a fun, yeah. fun Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
but uh, yeah, so all, all these different and these these pushed out re remakes, reboots, whatever you want to call them. That's why a lot of them kind of fell flat. Yeah, they just didn't have the same atmosphere. Yeah, I think for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. it's like uh, and, and they just seem to be gory to be gory. Yeah, and just a splatter film to be throwing blood everywhere. Yeah, and it. Or nudity, just mm, thrown yeah. into fill space, and mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with the story. And mm -hmm. that's part of what kills a movie like that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the fog, I talked about this one repeatedly on my podcast. Because yeah, because they fucked it up on the remake. <laughs> I absolutely love the original, yeah. nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, John Carpenter, one of the grandmasters of horror, gave us some great flicks. And what really surprised me was that he was the one who kind of, what did he, produce this movie? Or he signed off on this one, uh, presented by John Carpenter. It was like, there's no fucking way he could have done this one. And the 2005 remake was awful. It had very little to do with the original story. It uh, missed the mark on many, many levels. I remember watching it with you, and it was just like... <sighs> <laughs> uh, we loved Selma Blair, but that movie stunk. Yeah. You can't take a R-rated horror movie and and switch it to a PG-13 for Take a big, audience. big steamy pile on it. Yeah, exactly. I was so mad about that movie, and I have tried to watch it. I don't remember how many times now, but I tried to watch it probably once a year just to remind myself how much I hate it yeah just to give me another appreciation for the original sorry yeah I posted Adam's daughter and, and his pristine creations yeah she makes handmade candles which are phenomenal by the way so you like uh, scented candles especially homemade. Yeah. You can give them a call. It's 907-617-8151. And just give them a call, find out what they got. They may have just what you're looking for. So, back to the movies. Uh, I was talking about Fulci earlier. He's got a lot of movies that I really, really enjoyed. We talked about uh, Zombie. We talked about House by the Cemetery, The Beyond. Yep. City of the Living Dead. Uh, he's also done some other gore-tastic movies. I don't know any other way to put it. Uh, he's done some pretty lame ones. He's done stuff like Conquest, which is a fantasy movie, which I thought was going to be amazing. Yeah. I got the movie. I paid for it. I bought the DVD. And I was like, I can't wait to see this because I love zombies <laughs> so much. Yeah. I start watching this, and I'm like, man, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> you pay you know, $25 for a DVD, and yep. you get a stinker like that, you just, mm. you ready to... Son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've also got directors like uh, Dario Argento. Yep. Who was the producer for Demons. Why did I think he was the director? 
That was actually directed by Umberto Lindsay. Yeah. But it was produced by Dario Argento. Oh, okay. And he helped write the screenplay. Now, part two of Demons was... Uh, one of the stars was Asia Argento, which is Dario Argento's daughter. Okay. But, yeah. Demons is another movie that I am considering for... Next month? Next month on my podcast. Like I said, just get your... I mean, you... Think about your list while you're gone for the next two weeks, because you'll be back that first week. You should have a, uh, and we'll be in contact like we always are. Just text me like, hey man, I whittled down my list, and here's the first one for October. Okay, so for every October, we got to have at least one werewolf. Do you uh, have a favorite? And I know which one's your favorite. Teen Wolf? <laughs> and, and Teen Wolf 2 and Teen Wolf 2 <laughs> um, which I've, I've watched Teen Wolf recently <laughs> nice still enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> okay so I have a couple of my favorites which are Silver Bullet oh yeah it's a good one that was based on uh, a novel by well it's more of a novella by Stephen King called mm. uh, Cycle of the Werewolf now, that was part of a bunch of small stories combined into a book, right? No, this was actually a small... Just a short, like a short story. Oh, so it wasn't a part... I thought it was a part of, like, other stories. No, this oh, one okay. was actually a separate one. Okay. This was almost like a graphic novel. Oh. And it's called Psycho the Werewolf. The book itself was fucking amazing. Nice. For the movie? Yeah. Fuck, they nailed it. Nice. So... That is a I, damn good movie. Yeah, 1985. Corey Haim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gary Busey. Yep. <laughs> you gotta love Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that movie. That is one of my all-time favorite werewolves. Mm-hmm. And then another one is going to be uh, Bad Moon. Oh, okay. Oh, real quick, back to Silver Bullet. That is over the almost the course of like the summer that it takes place. Yes, that's correct. Just to get it out there. Yeah. It's not over, like, a weekend. Yeah, no, this takes place over at least three months. Yeah. I think it was actually more like five or six. Because I think it started at the end of the winter, and then went through till like, September, October. Yeah, 4th of July. Yep. And that movie was awesome. Then there's another one that I really enjoyed, which uh, was done in 84. Uh a Company of Wolves. Who was in that one? Angela Lansbury, for one. Okay. It wasn't a big-budget movie. You can see they used a lot of animatronics, which, practical effects, I'm going to go with practical effects over CGI any day. But, this movie was actually pretty good. It was based on a lot of uh, British legend, I think, is what it was. Fun story. They... It's a story within a story within a story. Gotcha. Um, yeah, another, I guess, I like, and we talked about it, like, one of your first or second episodes on my podcast was Werewolf Transformations and American Werewolf in London. <laughs> oh, shit. How did I skip that one? Yeah, well. <laughs> That's a great, great movie. Yeah, it's an, it's a, it's an enjoyable movie still. <laughs> yep. 
and it still holds up. The only thing I never liked about it was the uh, the scoring. Oh, the music that they played. <laughs> the music that was in the movie just didn't fit the movie. I think if you people that are listening have Amazon Prime, it's available on Amazon Prime right now. It American does. World in London. Check it out. I know I love that movie. Yeah. Part two, not so much. Left a lot to be desired. Yeah. A lot. The, the digital animation for the werewolves sucked. <laughs> well, okay. Now going back to some other werewolf movies is The Howling. The original? The original was amazing. Okay. Now, they actually show a very early CGI scene in that film. Oh, that's right. The transformation by the fire. Yeah. And it looks fake as I'll get out. But <laughs> yeah. But you can see that that was very early for any kind of CGI. Yeah. Yeah, in the early stages. And if you didn't have, if you didn't have the money, you, you better be good. <laughs> yep. But the movie turned out so phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so that, there's got to be another werewolf movie out there. There was The Howling 2, which was <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> awful, even with the grandfather oh, of the shit, man. horror movies, which was Christopher Lee, who played Dracula mm. in so many Hammer films. <laughs> He played Ben Helsing in quite a few, too. Yeah. <laughs> but when he was in uh, The Howling 2 and Your Sister's a Werewolf, that movie was awful. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I still have a hard time trying to watch that one nowadays. I don't blame you. But I do dust it up at least once a year. Nice. Same with uh, The Howling 3, The Marsupials. Okay. <laughs> Chippewa. Yeah. Chippewa. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's uh, it's a hell of a list. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, it's hard for me to kind of narrow it down because I have so many favorites. Yeah, and I jump all over the place when I'm I'm talking about different horror movies because well, I, you know ideas just yeah just start well, popping in my head. Well, if you think about it this way, next month feels like it's our month. <laughs> um, whittle it down to the four or five movies and then after that you could look forward and be like okay not all horror movies are released in October That's so true. so you could look at when these movies were released and then we could watch the movies and then you could release your podcast on the anniversary of its original release date now going back to uh, this is the subject I haven't touched in a little while was slashers yeah my absolute all-time favorite slasher is John Carpenter's Halloween. Yep, 1978, right? Yep. Now, that one, I'm going to do a little closer to Halloween. Mm-hmm. That, That's a must for this year, because I I held off on it last year, kind of like you did with your Scream. Scream you know? mm-hmm. Which, ironically, is my favorite slasher. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we both kind of sat on them. Yeah. And then it, it came time to do it, and it was just... We felt like it was going to be rushed on both parts. Yeah, and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, so we're like, oh, let it breathe. And then that's that's when I was like, hey, man, mine was released in December. And we got to the December, and it was just it didn't feel right in December for either of us. Yeah. You know? Yep. So definitely enjoy rewatching the original Halloween because that's on the list. That is. I have to watch that at least 
I hate to say it. Yeah. I hate to say it out loud because it's about seven, eight times a year. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I watch that movie all the time. Pop it on, do your work. Yep. Look up, enjoy your favorite parts. Oh, yeah. Because um, I actually, I know almost that entire movie by heart. Nice. And I still love watching that. I put it on for noise. And some nights when I can't sleep, I put it on. Just watch it till you fall asleep. Well, no, I just put it on for noise. And oh, yeah. Close my tablet and yeah. listen in. That's what I mean, just for noise. <laughs> yeah. Well, Excuse me. It puts me in that relaxed state. Nice. I have a lot of other movies out there that I could do, but you know that's already a big list. Yeah, so just whittle <laughs> that down and get it to me. <laughs> but uh, I think the the one that I've I've got right now that's on my my entire library so far. The biggest one has been The Burning. Okay, we watched that one. When did we watch that? Last year? That was my very first episode. You joined me for my first episode. That's what when we did it? Yep. But I mean, we watched it here and then we did the review is what I mean. Yep. And it was called The Burning Review. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Fun movie. I hadn't watched it since we were kids. So at I some believe. point, I think it was October, we're going to have to do my first anniversary episode. Pop it. i got to remember what date that is. We will do that. Oh yeah, just after we after you're done recording here, just look it up and set the date, and I'll set my date. We'll make sure to record Hell yeah, for a release on that date. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> cool. And I think it was like uh, I know it was early October. I did my very first episode. That was my introduction episode. Yeah. I was like, I gotta start my podcast. I really want to do this and. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Here we are. Yeah, almost a year later now. Yeah. And I'm still going, you're still going. It's fun, man. It's enjoyable. Fuck, I love doing this. Plus, it's... E I mean, it got to the point where this summer, we didn't record one time when it came over, and we were both kind of like, it's nice to not have to record. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out like we used to. Now, it is fun to record, because then we get all this information out to people that like us and or even people who just happen to find us somehow and it's true not familiar with some of the other great horror movies that are out there yeah you just know the bigger blockbusters yeah and this is the i was telling this to you earlier is this is the whole point of my podcast is to yeah kind of shed some light on some of the lesser knowns yeah some of the the great horror movies that are out there that not everybody knows about yeah and that's that's just fun for me I'm down. And we'll always have more to talk about. Always. <laughs> I think we're going to go ahead and shut her down here. Uh, switch on over to my podcast, peeps. Yep, switch on over to Swatting Flies and Telling Lies. We're going to continue some uh, fun topics on there. So. I'm setting up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, folks. Later. Horror After Hours, signing out. Peace. Hello, this is the Naughty Guy, Adam J. Keep listening to Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy. As my friends and I, we discuss some of our favorite movies and some of our favorite novels. Bear Crossing, Bed and Breakfast. We have a beautiful view which overlooks downtown Ketchikan. You can find us on the Airbnb app or on Facebook. You can contact us through either of these apps for any information. Skyler's Table. 
offers cafeteria-style dining, fresh soups and salads, and paninis. And all of his meats are roasted fresh daily. If you're looking for great food, great prices, and even better company, come to Skylar's Table, a place for, visit- for visitors. Uh, podcast, Swatting Flies, Telling Lies. If you like a fun, crazy podcast with loads of information that you didn't know you need, give this one a listen. Bruce's show is always a lot of fun. You never know what he's going to say next, and I'm always tuning in to find out. Next, I got Lazy Mountain Brewing Company, located in Palmer, Alaska, owned by Neil and Sarah Gotchel. They're providing quality craft beers with crisp, clean flavor. Look for Crazy, or, I'm sorry, look for Lazy Mountain Brewing Company on Facebook. You will also find their beers all around the Anchorage area. They're just good, honest beers. That's again, Lazy Mountain Brewing Company. Also look for my friend Danny's podcast. That's Hinterlands Media, where he discusses current topics and conspiracies. And also look for his new podcast called Hinterland Storytime. This should be a lot of fun. This is where he discusses his favorite fantasy, sci-fi novels, movies, and games. This really should be a lot of fun. Danny's a lot of fun, so give both his shows a listen. I know I will. And finally, the naughty guy. I finally have a Facebook page. Check it out. Give me a like and a follow to see all of my latest network. You can find my network in a few of the local stores around Ketchikan. You look for Maiden Voyage, Scanlon Gallery, and also the the Alaska Outpost. Tell them the naughty guy sent you. Thanks a lot, folks. Keep listening.